Good morning and welcome to another episode of Fantasy Football Exchange. I am your host, John Landon, and we're going to dive into last night's games and kind of revisit some of the stats, kind of where we guessed right, where we left off, you know, what some of our players did to us last night on our fantasy rosters and how they made us look for Sunday's slate, what we got to look forward to, what we don't have to look forward to, like in my case, horrible had three players playing in my roster in a 10 team last night. Very disappointed. Had Aaron Jones, expected more. If you heard me on yesterday's show, I predicted he was going to do well. I predicted he might carry the team. He did not do that. So left me there. Left me hanging. What do you do? This is Fantasy Football Exchange. So, again, make, thank you for making me a part of your morning, making me a part of your day. So, let's jump right into it, and let's, let's get with the Green Bay Packers side of things first. Let's start with the quarterback play last night. Jordan Love attempted 36, completed 23 of those for 246 yards. He did throw a touchdown on the night. He threw two interceptions, was sacked five times which did not help my team if you heard that I put I did enter him in my lineup to replace a one Justin Fields who I feel like now possibly he's going to blow up watch he would he's going to have a great game he's probably going to have a 30 piece hey but like I said I'm going to throw him in my lineup I'm not going to look back and that's just the way we roll right gentlemen Ladies and gentlemen out there in America listening to the airwaves today. So Jordan Love left us with 19.6 in a half point PPR format. Again, I go by the ESPN half point PPR format. I have that in most of my leagues that I'm in. If not a, a half point, it's a full point PPR. So I play it midway and I give you the half point points side of things so he left us with 19.6 Jared Goff attempted 28 got 19 for 210 yardage wasn't spectacular overall he really didn't have to do much defense helped out tremendously on that side of the ball as well so Jared Goff had a modest night 210 yards threw a touchdown threw an interception sacked twice on the night ended up with about 12.4 Onto the running backs for the Green Bay Packers to start it out. Aaron Jones, again mentioned, was a disappointment. I'm, I'm sure no fault of his own. But again, if you're going to come out to the football field, we expect to be at, at least 90 to 100%. Am I right? I mean, just the product on the field. I mean, I know you're injured. We, it's, it's, a, it's a rough sport. But again, we are in fantasy football. We are in football uh, into the entertainment in general. So left me with five touches on the night, only 18 yards, no touchdowns, targeted twice, caught one of those, but did get it for negative four yards. It's not going to help us. 
I looked at my roster this morning. He only left me with like 1.5 or 1 point something, but he did end up with 1.9 is what I'm showing on my statistics here on, on the day. A.J. Dillon, same thing. On my bench, I did have him as a handcuff. i glad I didn't insert him as well. Uh, touched the ball five, only for 11 yards. No touchdowns, targeted once, no no catches from that, no yardage, ended up with one point. So overall, the two backs for the Green Bay Packers had a rough night. As well as Jordan Love, he looked a little lost out there this week. Of course, when I insert him in my lineup, that's exactly what he does. He didn't look as confident. At the end of the game, he started to pick it up, got a little bit more energy going. But the night was pretty much over. I mean, if you looked at the scoreboard, it just was, it was over. So on to the Detroit side of things, David Montgomery, he looked very good last night. I actually did not predict this very well. I thought they'd roll him in, give him a pitch count. Uh, he did quite the opposite. So uh, hopefully you had him in your lineups. I did say if you had no choice, put him in. Of course, given the run escape. The running back landscape out there, given the injuries to a lot of our players, our starting uh, running backs that we drafted, you have no choice. So if you did put them in, you're, you're, you're really golden this morning. Again, your coffee tastes amazing. Am I right? He woke up, he had 32 to 34 touches on the night, 121 yards, three touchdowns. Targeted twice, caught both of those for 20 yards. Got you about 33 to 35 on your roster to start the Sunday slate. You, you're feeling confident against your opponent, and rightfully so. I wish I was in your shoes this morning because I am not feeling very confident in my squad going into Sunday or Monday matchups. Jameer Gibbs, this is one of the reasons he was one of my players that I had uh, out of the three in my lineup. Didn't do very well. Eight for 40. He touched the ball eight times, got 40 yards out of that. Zero touchdowns on the night. Targeted twice. I'm sorry, he was targeted five times, caught four of those for 11 yards. He ended up with seven points. Not a complete waste of of space on the roster, but not going to carry me over the hump that I feel like I'm going to need. So, David Montgomery is the winner of the night on that end of the ball. Wide receivers. This was predicted. Uh, if you listened yesterday, I did see this, and I did win my DraftKings uh, prop bet on the night. It was supposed to be 41 and a half over. He did exactly that. So uh, he caught or targeted 13 times, caught nine of those, no touchdowns. He did end up with 95 yards. Got you 14 on your roster. That is great to carry you into the Sunday lineups. Watson did as I as I predict. He wasn't going to be you know involved much. Looks like the snap count was held to a low for him to start his debut. He did end up with a touchdown, so he was targeted four times, caught two of them, and 
uh, got you 25 yards out of that after the after the catch. Ended up with 9.5. Sorry about the about the phone call. Uh, again, we're live. Things happen on the airwaves. You hear airplanes as such. I'm I'm in Chicago, so you do <laughs> you do hear planes at times, even with a microphone. Uh, and so yeah. Uh, sorry about the phone call. Uh, Christian Watson again. He 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 was going to be slightly involved. I, I I see him being more involved next week, and as the weeks go along, and as he progresses from his injury. So nine point five to end the night for you if you had him. Nothing nothing too shabby there. But again, he uh, coming back week by week. He should get you more points. Jay Reed, rookie Jay Reed. I I did say if you're in a 14 to 16 or beyond, go ahead and put him in your flex. And if you have him in a 10, you're bold. That was bold. I mean, I'm sure you have no options. You had to throw him in as a flex. If you throw him as your wide receiver too, then you're you're definitely hurting at the position. You probably have strong running backs, and even then, at this point, your strong running backs are either banged up or they you got their backups in at this point. So very bold move putting him in uh, that, to, that did end up with some decent pointage. Nothing that's going to get you uh, excited into Sunday. But targeted five times, ended up with three of those, no touchdowns, um, ended up with 44 yards. Uh, again, nine points to end the night. They did target a, 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 a separate receiver as well. Torrey targeted once, caught one, ended up with 35 yards. Four points on the night, so um, nothing too big for Torrey. But uh, again, these players are one to look out for in case one of these these uh, uh, starting pass catchers end up with an injury. It's someone that, that you kind of want to keep an eye on as well. So moving on from that front, we're going to go on to the wide receivers for Detroit Lions. Amon Ra, again, predicted he'd have a great game. Uh for a lot of you players out there. Um, so, again, he, he ended up with uh, five caught, seven targets, a touchdown, 56 yards on the night. I mean, he, he got you some great pointage in that. Uh, looks like around 14.5. Reynolds predicted that he would not have a so good night as well as Khalif Raymond if you're desperate in a 14 to 16 I understand put him in your flex we're hurting at the position so targeted six caught three no touchdowns for 60 69 yards ended up with 8.5 decent night not so much for Khalif Raymond targeted once caught one Negative two yards on that for no touchdowns. He did rush one time for 40 yards, so he ended up with four points on the night. That's what salvaged his end of the night was that long rushing attempt. Tight ends. Musgrave exited early. I thought he'd have a bigger game. We all think, I believe we all think at this point he's going to have bigger games to come. But he exited early. He did catch his lone ball, his lone target. No touchdowns, obviously. End up with one yard, 0.5. Not going to help us if you started him. Apologize if you listened to me and you started him as a, 
as your tight end two, sort of on the end, on a fringe flex. But again, he will have bigger weeks to come if he overcomes his injury. Look for him to have bigger weeks to come on his end. They did go to Degura afterwards. He targeted four, caught four of the balls, zero touchdowns. Ended up with 34 yards, 5.5 points to end the night. Decent for a, a fill-in. I'm sure no one really had Degura to start. But on the other side of the ball, as predicted, uh, Laporta, rookie, he's having a sensational uh, breakout of the year. Something you don't see often from a lot of these rookie tight ends. Of course, we all know the tight end position is one that's difficult to pick up on this level. It's not the same as the college or the high school level. It's a little bit different for them. They got the blocking to pick up, other schemes they need to look out for, and it's not just running routes and, and catching the ball out of the times. Kelsey makes it look simple, but it's not that simple for a lot of, of these tight ends to come out. I, I commit great Notre Dame career that he had. I, I'm a, Me being a Notre Dame fan, I, I watched him on Saturdays and I saw how great he was saw him at the, I thought he at the next level he had that Kelsey and Gronk in him but did not transfer over as of yet he he I believe he will as the weeks now go along will be that leader that Justin Fields will turn to in the locker room to carry this team to kind of build a little momentum cuz they need a little something in the locker room so Laporta for the Detroit Lions, targeted five, caught four, ended up with 56. Nothing too big as far as points go, but 7.6, that's going to help a lot of us. I mean, a lot of our tight ends this week are not even going to see five. Let's just keep it real, right? A lot of these tight ends are just not going to see five. So 7.6 in the night was okay for... A one, Mr. Laporta. My overall take on this game was I expected more. I, I'm sure a lot of us, a lot of you guys expected more as well. But like I said on yesterday's show, Thursday night games are just not my favorite. I don't see any excitement at times. Uh, I Like, yes, you know, last night's game, for instance, we all expected a mini kind of blowout or not a blowout, a mini shootout between the two teams. And that is why I had to slide Jordan Love into my lineup and replace Justin Fields. And Jordan Love just did not look as confident last night. So that is my overall take on last night's game. We're not going to spend too much time on it. We're going to look forward. We don't like to dwell on the past on this episode. So... We want to move forward and talk about Sunday and some of the injuries also that we're looking for and some of these players and kind of keep an eye on them. I'm just going to run through the list as I do at times on random shows. I like to just give you uh, whether they're top name tier players or mid tier or even some of the lower level um, backup handcuff uh, players on some of the squads, I do give you some injury reports from time to time. So I'm going to run through that list real quickly. Uh, we're going to start off with the quarterback situation. Looks like this morning, Deshaun Watson was able to do some light throwing. Um, so it looks like he will go ahead and give that a go. There was no worry to to begin with 
on this end, I believed from the beginning that he would play. It's just some management. Joe Burrow with the calf practicing today. Looks like he's going to go. We need him to be out there strong, though. Appreciate the effort and everything he's giving to his squad, but he needs to give it a, you know, we need him out there healthy because Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Boyd and Mixon are definitely in need of that. Okay, so Anthony Richardson for the Indianapolis Colts uh, was dealing with the concussion, but he has been practicing um, and was practicing in full yesterday, so he should be a good go and uh, actually looking great for the start of the season, looking like a Cam Newton out there uh, scoring you those rushing touchdowns. So uh, great job if you uh, scooped him up uh, on your fantasy rosters. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo concussion was practicing yesterday. That looks like it's a go. No worries there. Good deal for Devontae Adams owners. Bryce Young ankle, you know, um, second straight day uh, practicing in full. So he, he's going to be out there. But again, if you've listened to me uh, or you listened to me yesterday, I went on to say that that is not so good news for Adam Thielen uh, fantasy waiver wire pickup of the past couple of weeks because Andy Dalton has been actually um, great for him in that department. So Bryce Young will give it a go. I uh, don't know how excited a lot of you are out there about that. Derek Carr, uh, not not at practice, not participating. Um, that's a week-to-week situation with, with uh, Derek Carr. They're going to take it easy with him. So look for Jameis Winston to to be the starter this weekend. Uh, other notes, uh, Patrick Mahomes, been practicing in full since Wednesday. No worries there. He's going to go ahead and rip up apart the Jets. I won't say, the, you know, that out of respect for the defense, they still will get, I say, a, a sack, maybe possibly two, but Patrick Mahomes is going to do kind of what he did to the Bears. And so... Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, he's gonna be out the game probably mid late fourth on that situation. He wants some stats, so look for him to have a, a great game. All right, and that's pretty much it on the quarterbacks front. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna move it over to the uh, running backs and and talk about some of their injuries. Uh, James Conner is back at practice. He's been upgraded to full. As of yesterday, so no worries there for you, James Conner owners. He's been looking great to start out the season. Boston Scott, no, no, not sure how many people own a Boston Scott, but yes, Boston Scott, dealing with a concussion, has been practicing since yesterday. He should be a good go there. Pollard, uh, they giving him a little rest, you know, so if you, if you happen to see or you got an alert that he missed some practice, Yesterday and possibly maybe even today, uh, they're reporting it's just a rest. I mean, you got to give him a rest. He's he, he won't be able to su- sustain uh, a big workload as he has throughout the season, given his size. Uh, Kareem Hunt, <clears throat> excuse me, dealing with the ribs and a groin, was limited in practice yesterday, uh, according to Adam Kaplan on Twitter. Um, and I, and I follow Adam Kaplan, by the way, for a lot of my news because he's in the field, he's in the know, he's actually, uh, 
in the fantasy football community uh, on Sirius XM. And so I do follow a lot of his news. I follow a lot of his takes. So shout out to Adam Kaplan on that. Jerome Ford, shoulder practices in full Thursday. Again, Adam Kaplan on Twitter reporting this. And, you know, no worries on Jerome Ford on that front because he's been handling that rock and he's going to continue to do so. Um, So no worries there. Austin Eckler, been spotted stretching. Sidelines on the team. Um, So not worried about him there. He's going to give it a go. We know he's going to be out there and he's going to do his thing. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, you know, I'm glad I missed him on a, on every one of my fantasy drafts. I was second guessing it when I saw him at a lot of my picks and I was thinking about snatching him up because we know how Derrick Henry puts hand to face mask and it's over, puts you on the ground, the turf, whatever the case may be and embarrass you on any given Sunday, but not at this point and not going forward not given the beating that he has taken in his career. I still think he has some juice in it, but just not enough. And it's an undisclosed at this point, does not practice Thursday. And I just, I'm just not looking to uh, play or be confident in Derrick Henry at this point. So look for his backup, uh, Tyje uh, Spears, to um, be involved there. Miles Sanders dealing with a groin was limited in practice yesterday. Um, not looking, I, I believe his, he's, he's going to give it a go. So look for him. He's been a surprise as of late as well with his points and his yardage. Justice Hill dealing with a toe. He's been back at practice yesterday, but still keep an eye on that. I mean, this is, we're dealing with a toe here and, you know, uh, either if you, if you're a pass catcher or you're in the running back, uh, position, if you're out there, if you're high school and you play ball, junior high, you understand what I'm saying at this point because you are playing, dealing with a toe injury. And if you do stubble your toe or catch a turf toe, it's very hard to plant. It's very hard to cut. Um, it's not like a quarterback who can, yes, it's gonna, they're going to plant their foot. They're going to uh, twerk their, their hips. But it's different for a running back and a wide receiver because they do a lot of route running. They do a lot of cuts, again. Uh, running them slants. So it's just using a lot of their toe movement. So keep an eye for Justice Hill. I wouldn't roll with him just yet. Um, Gus Edwards Edwards, uh, is back from his concussion protocol, speaking of. So he will give it a go Sunday. So keep, you know, keep that in mind. I would roll with Gus the bus before I roll with Justice Hill. So um, Brees Hall, uh, knee limited since Wednesday. Um, but I'm sure he's going to give it a go. They're just giving him a rest because, again, going against them Chiefs, and they're going to need all the help they can get um, from that. So you're going to need a, a one Brees Hall to be a go on Sunday. All right. We're going to move on to the wide receivers part of this uh, injury report. And uh looks like Devontae Smith is dealing with an illness, but he did return to practice today. Uh, reported there. We're dealing with Zay Jones. Uh, looks like they already ruled him out today, this morning, dealing with his knee injury. So ruled him out for week four. So remove Zay Jones out of your minds. 
out of your rosters because he's gone. All right, no more, no more, Mr. Zay Jones in week four. Jamal Agnew dealing with a quad will be a game time call in week four, so keep an eye out on that. Okay. Also, Jerry Judy, he's been dealing with a knee. I'm looking for him to be uh, a go on Sunday, um, but he was limited yesterday. But man, if Jerry Judy goes, you fire him up. We're going to have a segment coming up as soon as I get fully set up and ready to go. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to have a segment. It's going to be called Fire Him Up. Um, that's going to consist of players that we have no doubt for the week uh, slate games of that particular week. We're going to call that Fire Him Up. Um, it's kind of like if you ever watched Good Morning uh, Football, they have angry runs and they pop off the every angry run of the week. Someone who got stiff-armed is on a poster, <laughs> you know? So this is kind of going to be that in a different form, right? It's going to be fire them up. And this means uh, put them in your lineup, look for no more, no less. Um, we're going to give you nothing but fire points. And that's just the way we roll over here at Fantasy Football Exchange. So look for that segment coming shortly. It's going to be called fire them up. And so that's the situation in here. If If... No doubt, if I was in this segment at this point, I would tell you, if Jerry Judy gives it a go on Sunday, you fire that man up. Because I am from Chicago, and I see what we have here as far as the effort and the cornerback play and the safety play at the point. Respect that of Eddie Jackson, because he's looked like a beast as a safety position for the past few years prior to this. But just not looking as much this, this year. So uh, Jerry Judy... Sutton, you fire them boys up. Mims, you're going to throw them. Mims is a more uh, 14 to 16, by the way, uh, league format size. But Jerry Judy, any any format, Sutton, any format, you can just go ahead and just fire them up, man. Okay, so knees. Dealing with a knee, limited um, yesterday. I'm, I'm going to be looking out for him today because I have him in a lot of my squads. So I'll look out for the injury report later for him. Uh, Marquise Brown dealing with a thumb. He was limited yesterday. I believe he's going to give it a go, although they need their thumbs to catch the ball. We all know this, but he'll be all right. Uh, Kadarius Tony, nobody care. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of you care. Sorry. So <laughs> Kadarius Tony uh, dealing with a toe, limited. He was limited yesterday. What is different with this guy? Um, that was, uh, the sort, the source out of Kansas city chiefs, um, reporting that he's dealing with that toe. So I don't, like I said, with, um, dealing with the toe injuries, like justice, justice Hill is, I don't look for much success when it comes to toe injuries or turf toes or any of those type of injuries down lower where the running back or the wide receiver, or even the tight end is going to be needing those, those, uh, joint movements so um Kadarius Tony's probably gonna sit that's we'll get into later I actually have the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Jets as one of my three teams to watch and start and sit them uh on a quick segment there so we're not going to get into to too much into there and dive into that yet so look out for Kadarius Tony he's probably gonna sit 
All right, so it uh, looks like that's pretty much the wide receivers uh, injury front. We're going to move over to the tight ends, and that should be very quick here. Um, Irv Smith uh, Jr., looks like they ruled him out for week four against the Tennessee Titans. Not worried there. I'm not sure how many of you have Irv Smith Jr., unless it's a sports book um, bet there. Of course, uh, Gerald Everett was dealing with his illness, did not practice yesterday. Um, keep an eye out on that. If he does not play, look for Donald Parham Jr. to continue his role. I mean, this man has been on fire to start the week or the start the first three weeks. I look for no different. If Gerald Everett sits, Donald Parham Jr. is going to put in that work. I see it. Possibly a TD. Justin Herbert looks like like he looks to look his direction. So look for Gerald Everett throughout the weekend. And that pretty much wraps up the injury uh, front on all the players for week four. Of course, more can happen throughout the weekend because of practice time that they have. So I'll keep an eye out on that. Of course, I pop in from time to time and let you know exactly where we stand because I, I care about all of you guys' roster, whether you're a follower, a subscriber, someone who just pops in, listens, that's okay as well. I appreciate it, but I care about your roster. I care about the wins. I want you to beat your opponent because when you beat your opponent, we're going to just grow this segment. We're going to grow this podcast together because that's, that's, that's how I'll grow is out of respect from you and out of your wins. Your wins will tell my wins. Am I correct? So that's how we do this here at Fantasy Football Exchange. I'm very confident in what I pick. I'm very confident in the analysis that I give. I have no qualms about taking it on the chin. I'm a big boy. I can take it. So roll with me. Let's let's get these wins together. I want you to win. I want you to succeed. No misinformation is coming on this end ever. Even the boring stuff, the stats, the numbers, I bring them to you. I make time for you to do this. This is all like homework for me, okay? Imagine sitting at your desk or at your home kitchen counter writing a bunch of numbers down that you have to look through whether that's scanning through websites whether that's having your own analysis watching games digging deep using your eyeball test whatever the case may be this all takes time i, I have huge respect for the for my fellow industry members out there who do this on a daily basis or a bi-weekly basis it is no joke so please show respect out there. I show respect to them now. I always have, but it's a different animal when you're the one actually doing it. So this takes time, guys, um, to do. And I have no problems with it because I make time. I work a nine to five. In between the nine to five, I get a good hour break in between that. So I always do my analysis. That's what I do. I, I, <laughs> I yum, 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 yum in between. Of course, I got to eat some. You know what I mean? So uh, do that. Uh, keep, you know, keep my energy going. As you can tell, I'm a very energetic person. I love to motivate. You know, I love to build teams. That's just my background. And that's why it led me to... Um, taking this to the fantasy football world and taking my 
knowledge and taking uh, my daily research that I do uh, for my job and was taught, I take it out here and I use it to this fantasy football format. So I have good background when it comes to picking up uh, information and picking it up quickly. And that is exactly what I'm bringing to you each and every day here at the Fantasy Football Exchange. I hope you appreciate it. And again, thank you for making me a part of your day. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and move on over to the three game preview. All right. We're going to talk about three games every Friday that we're looking for on the Sunday or Monday night uh, slates. All right. So randomly, I picked three teams. Most likely, you know who I'm going to go with these matchups. The first two uh, involving either the Bears or the Cowboys. That's OK. If you'd like to chime in and tell me to back off of the Cowboys or back off of the Bears, that's cool, too. I don't care. I'm just bringing them to you because they're of interest of me. And I'm hoping that uh, a lot of the players that either they play against as their comp uh, opponents um, they're either on your football fantasy rosters or you just have interest as a fan. You might wear their jerseys. Uh, you might go to their football games on Sundays. So that's why I bring them. And so we're going to kick it off with the Denver Broncos against my Chicago Bears here at Soldier Field, 12 o'clock p.m. Um, we're just going to run real quickly through this, guys. We're not going to hold too much. I'm not going to hold your ear too long. I know a lot of you are busy out there. You're probably taking a quick break. Maybe this is your segment that you just fast forward to. That's cool too. So let's talk about a quick stardom and sit for for the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears. We're going to start off on the Denver Broncos side. Man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it real. Uh, as my boys say um, in, in the field, uh, we're going to keep it 100 on this network. Okay, and I'm going to just tell you, fan or no fan, I hold that out the window at this point in this game because this is some, we all have something to win for, whether that's a trophy, bragging rights, or some cash ola. Okay, and then in my case, it's a trophy and some cash ola. All right, and there's some serious cash ola at that in some of my leagues. So I like the bragging rights, and that's cool. But if it doesn't bring anything to the table and I can't cash it, then it's all right. I mean, I'm here to help for that too. But I'm going to tell you like this. You fire them up. You fire each and every one of these damn Broncos up. You start with Russell Wilson, you're going to fire him up. No doubt, even though he's nothing to been home, right home about ever in the past year and some change. But in this case, it's the Chicago Bears. RIP for the season. We in week four. But we... Um, let's go for Caleb Williams at this point, even though he possibly could still sit for this for the next year and still stay in his stay at college. So regardless, let's jump off that topic, the draft. We'll get to that during the year down the line on this on this uh podcast. But Russell Wilson, we firing him up. Jerry Judy again dealing with his injury. Keep an eye out on that. We don't know the 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 um, guarantee that he's going to play. They might sit him just because it is the Bears. I mean, if you watch the tape, never take your opponents lightly. Again, if you've listened to me from the day that we started here, I've that was my first uh, rant, was never take your opponents lightly because the Cowboys did just that. 
against the Arizona Cardinals at that point and during the week, and they just got punched in the mouth. So never take your opponents lightly, all right, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to your opponents. All right, Jerry Judy, uh, they might sit him, they might not, but if he plays, I'm firing him up. Cortland Sutton, firing him up too because his ass, gonna, he's going to take one down the middle, probably run you a good 20-yard after the catch, possibly right there to the end zone. So he's a big body receiver. I, I look for a quick fade. Russell Wilson loves to do those fades in the back end zone. He's done it prior with DK Metcalf. We used to see that. That was a great connection. And I look for no different on Sunday when they go against the Chicago Bears. So, Cortland Sutton, fire him up. Javon Williams, Javante Williams, I'm firing him up because that defensive front looks gassed. We look beat, ladies and gentlemen. Here in Chicago, you understand what I'm saying. We see it on our WGN networks. Shout out to... Uh, Mr. Payton, Jared Payton out there, uh, son of the late, great Walter Payton. We uh, watch your network, uh, GN Sports. So I see all these things through the Chicagoland area, and we all understand that the defense needs to step it up, but we look gassed, ladies and gentlemen. So um, go ahead and start Javante Williams. No issues. The defense, I'm doing the same thing. I don't like defensive previews. If you've listened to me, I will skip past that stardom and sit But in this case, I'm going to fire up the defense against the Chicago Bears. Now, on the other side of the ball, Justin Fields possibly could do a blowout game or a blow-up game here for himself because he's heard the noise. How could you not? I don't care if you're on mute. If you don't watch TV, I don't care what you do. You're in Chicago. This is like a mini New York here. This is a baby New York you know what I'm saying? So don't know where you can walk and know where you can hide in this city and not hear that you need to step your game up. All right. So Justin Fields, I feel tired of the noise, tired of the people in his ear. He's going to step it up and he's going to give you somewhat of a game, a respectable game. <clears throat> Excuse me. 15 to 20 on the on your fantasy roster, if that's something you're looking for. Start Justin Fields. I'm not I'm not gonna go as fire him up on that. I'm just gonna tell you to start him. DJ Moore, same issue. We gotta get him more involved, guys. We we just need to do it. I have him on a lot of my rosters. I was go ahead, I was stacking him. I, I heard see, this is where I feel like Justin Fields fell off the boat. He heard too much of the MVP chatters. He heard that he's gonna have a great season because just because nothing's been put out in the field yet. And I think he came out and that just hit him in the mouth. And having DJ Moore, we need to involve him more. He is probably the best player on our team. No sly, no hate, just real facts. DJ Moore is probably the best player on the squad right now. Other than, you know, I would say... Uh, Edmonds for the defensive pickup in our in our offseason. But other than that, who can you tell me on our team that's really carried us and, and can show that they're, they are that person we need to lean on? It, it would be DJ Moore. So go ahead and start him. I look for somewhat of a, of a respectable game from him. 
Cole Komet, I am sitting him, even though that I think for the weeks to come, he's going to be that leader that Justin Fields is just going to have to turn to, okay, because we need that. We need a leader. We need some leadership. We need someone that they can follow, someone that they can look to, and I think Cole Komet will be that later in the season, but at this point, not this week, guys think they might remove him in the middle of the field. Not that the Broncos are something special, uh, but this week they possibly could, especially since they got blown out the week before. They got embarrassed. We all remember that Tyreek Hill and Tua just ripped them apart for 70 on the scoreboard. Um, I don't think they're going to come out and be like, all right, we're just going to lay it down again. So... I'm looking for them to kind of hold back some of these players. That's why I said um, can't depend on all these guys. I'm not a. I'm not gonna just shoot names out here. If I don't back them, I'll tell you. I hold no. I hold no biases towards anything in the the game of football. I'll tell you. I'll keep it 100 with you. I'll tell you exactly what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. So sit a one Cole commit. Darnell Mooney. Not sure how healthy he is, so I'm sitting him. Claypool, goodbye. The defense, not going to even insert them. I'm not even thinking about them. Leave them on the waiver wires. They can sit there the rest of the year. They need to go to the corner and sit in the timeout and understand that they are the they are what we're needing in the city right now. Chicago is known for defense. If you look at the past seasons, the past years, historically, it's never really been about offense in this city. It's been about the cold weather, blistering winds hitting you in the face right off Lake Michigan. All right. And if you've ever been there in December, January, February, you understand what I'm saying. It's no time. To, it's no time to play. So we need a good running game. That's what we're known for also. And a strong defense. We need our linebackers to knock them helmets straight off. All right. And at this point, I'm sitting the defense. Khalil Herbert, I'm sitting. I know he's probably a lot of you guys RB2, maybe flex. But I'm rolling with someone different this week. I'm just not, I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you that I think Roshan Johnson is slowly creeping up, especially if the Bears are not going anywhere. Let's keep that in mind. If we get to week five and it's 0 and 5 and possibly 1 and 4. I'm I'm telling you at this point you're going to want to have a Roshan Johnson on your bench getting ready to get fired up because they're just going to have to use him and get him and see what they have in him prepare him for the next season and see if they can kind of work him into the offseason plans so I'm looking for Roshan Johnson though in a only in a 14 to 16 if you have him in a 14 to 16 go ahead and put him in your flex I think that he could possibly give you some points only because they're going to lean on someone, uh, possibly start seeing what he has in his tank. All right, game number two. We're going to talk about the New England Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys at the AT&T Center Stadium Sorry, uh, in Arlington, Texas at 325 Central. Um um, let's start over with the the New England Patriots side of the ball. Let's start with the quarterback play. Mac Jones, I'm sitting. 
he might give you some garbage time. You might be desperate. You might need to put him. You might be even in a super flex. Am I correct? So if he's in your super flex and that's what you got stuck with, hey, throw him in there because garbage time is definitely going to come. I don't. I see it being a low game because Brett <laughs> Prescott. Uh, we'll get into him um, here in a moment, but. Uh, Zeke, this could be a mini revenge game for him, depending on Bill Belichick. You know, if you've dealt with Belichick in the past, uh, such as myself, because I've been playing this game since late 2007, early 2008 is when I began this journey and, and starting to enjoy this game. So in my in my opinion, Belichick is one of those that likes to play Bellatrix. I mean, if you remember through the years, that was his name. When it came to inserting fantasy players, if you drafted a player, he used the the second or third option in the running game. It was never the starter as a bell cow like we would all think it would be for the week. So you understand what I'm saying out there in the fantasy world that Belichick has the tendency to do that. So when we go in there thinking that Ezekiel Elliott is going to have a revenge game, a mini revenge game, temper your expectations a little bit. I'm on that bandwagon as well because I'm actually going to put in a prop bet um, for a anytime touchdown for Zeke Elliott. I can, I, I, out of respect, I think Belichick might just say, hey, take it in on your old team. Show them that you you still have a little bit of something to 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 rock with. So I'm gonna rock with Zeke Elliott because he did have a good game last week. It looks like he has a little something in his tank. Ramondre Stevenson, same deal. I think they're gonna use a lot of the running game. No different here. So uh, go ahead and start up Ramondre Stevenson. If you notice, I'm not saying fire him up. I'm not that excited. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that to you. When you hear the word "fire him up," that's a, that's an expression of excitement, uh, an expression of confidence in that player to do well. So, not gonna use the word "fire him up" with a Ramondre Stevenson, but I am gonna tell you to go ahead and start him on that front. Kendrick Bourne, same deal. I feel like garbage time is gonna come, and again, not having not having our our uh, star quarterback cornerback back there. Trevon Diggs, that's a blow, okay? Being a Cowboys fan, I know that's a blow, and I'm going to be real with you. The defense is still going to be strong, but they're still now they're going to go that direction because Stephon Gilmore was a one at one point in time, but at this point, can he still sustain it from week four and beyond, okay? He might be fine in week four and even possibly week five, but at this point in his career, I'm looking for him to kind of slow down the gas to run out a little bit as the weeks progress. So the Cowboys defense in the back end could be probably had here later in the year, guys. Keep that in mind whenever you put your defense out there and they might go against a stronger set of wide receivers. All right. So uh, kind of keep an eye on that because if they were playing the Miami Dolphins in week seven or week 10, I think we'd be revisiting a different uh, topic here we'd probably say damn they're gonna burn the hell out of those two cornerbacks right whoever they may be at week 10 so let's let's uh look out for the future on that end for the dallas cowboys defense but at this point we're gonna start kendrick Bourne. not so much with hunter henry i think that mac jones possibly could still look to him but um, that defense in the middles they're just not gonna allow that much i don't see that much um, so sit 
Hunter Henry, same thing with Mike Gusecki. You have to be desperate to have a Mike Gusecki in your lineup. He could be maybe a DFS lineup uh, situation or even just a wild DraftKings prop bet out there, some kind of yardage total or some kind of maybe uh, reception or even a touchdown anytime. But other than that, I'm not going to re recommend not a Mike Gusecki on, on your squad. On to the Cowboy side of things. Um, Dak Prescott, you, yeah. I'm not going to say fire him up because you're dealing with Belichick's defense. He's not, he's not going to have that, okay? Especially given how our offensive line has been banged up. Red zone issues. Again, that's why I'm going back to Prescott here. I held off uh, a minute ago. Now we're visiting this uh, quarterback play, and <clears throat> he's had trouble in the red zone, guys. I mean, he's just not been very successful to start the year, even given with the weapons. I know we have a banged-up offensive line, but that should not be an excuse at this point with a Dak Prescott under center. So start him. Uh, Tony Pollard, I would say fire him up, okay? Given even the defense, okay? But, man, they're going to use the hell out of Tony Pollard, all right? You fire him. I'm excited about him. That player I am only because they seem to heavily lean on him uh, a whole lot to start the game. And if the game gets out of hand, they're going to run the hell out of him even more. So um, I would say go ahead and fire up Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb. Damn, I want to say fire him up, but you know as well as I do, Belichick ain't having that. He's going to knock out the number one, whoever that may be. And at this point, it's C.D. Lamb because Michael Gallup, I'm going to sit. Um, again, C.D. Lamb, we're starting, uh, but Gallup, we are not. Jake Ferguson, I'm going to go ahead and start him, uh, especially given the tight end landscape. The way things are looking, they're very shaky out there. Even the number twos and threes are not looking as such, if you don't have a Kelsey um, at your tight end position or even the Mark Andrews, even Mark Andrews has had some struggles. But if you don't have the Kelsey, you're pretty much hitting the five mark. That's just what you're looking. You're looking at five to ten and you're just excited if you hit ten. And that's sad, right? On our fantasy rosters at the tight end position point. And that's possibly what Jake Ferguson can get you. I think Jake Ferguson has a potential to get you somewhere about five to ten uh, more in between. But if he does more, if he does catch that TD from Dak Prescott, of course, he elevates that point total, totalage. But that's not what I'm calculating into this. I'm calculating more on the on the uh, 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 the per reception and the turnaround yards after the, the catch, the yak yardage. That's what I'm looking at. So um, go ahead and start Jake Ferguson. I'm not going to say fire him up again. So um, go with him. Kicker situation i did not visit that with any other team prior to this but i did end up with aubrey on my team and i'm very happy about that guys i don't know how you how you feel about that you know i don't like to visit the t the defense or the kicker positions very much but occasionally i'll i'll pop in and i'll let you know of one that maybe has come through and shined a little bit and this is no different for aubrey of the dallas cowboys he's been he's been a revelation for that team and for some of us fantasy owners looking for a better kicker um, to get you an extra four to six points on the uh, afternoon or evening slate. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with Aubrey. Um, I have him in my 10 team. He's going to be fired up. I have no problem saying the word fire up for this kicker. Um, you won't hear that much often. 
Uh, I won't say much for fire him up for a kicker, but in this situation, go ahead and fire him up, coach, and put in a, a, a one Mr. Aubrey. Same thing with the defense. They're going to eat, especially feeling how they got embarrassed against Arizona. Look for that to be a uh, slugfest, all right? Michael Parsons is about to um, come out knocking boys around, okay? I'm looking for Stephon Gilmore to kind of show that he's going to be that number one, all right? I'm looking for a lot of, uh, I'm, you know, uh, the of defensive um, play to happen this, this weekend, and look for some sacks. I mean, look for some sack. Um, I'm looking for about three sacks on Mac Jones, possibly even four. Look for the defense to have a nice afternoon into the evening. All right, let's move over to the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New York Jets. They're in New Jersey. That's going to be a night game. Let's talk about that. That's uh, between a one Mr. Patrick Mahomes and a Zach Wilson. Let's kick it off with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs side of things. This is going to be no different than the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears situation, okay? This is like last week versus the Chiefs versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, each and every one of these players that I mentioned to you for the Kansas City Chiefs, we're going to go ahead and fire them up. No questions about it. I know the defense is strong for the New York Jets, but do they really have that strong of a defense when it comes to them, to the Kansas City Chiefs? That'll be the question, right? But at this point, let's start off with Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Texas Tech alum. We're going to go ahead and fire him up against that New York Jets defense. Uh, no different for uh, Pacheco. We're going to go ahead and fire him up as well because he's going to have an outstanding game, I think. The mini beast mode out there running with a purpose. Jarek McKinnon, I would go ahead and start him. That's only in a 12 to 14 because I feel like a, some dump offs are coming, some relief for Pacheco. And I think they're going to involve McKinnon again um, for some of those dump offs, possibly a good uh, 20, 25 yarder into the end zone. Let's look. You know what? Speaking of, I might put that in as a prop bet for myself. Um, talking about that sounds like a good one to start the Monday night uh, betting action. So um, look for me to put a at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, prop bet out for that. That sounds like a good one. Um, Kadarius Tony, though, out of the whole squad, I'm going to sit him. Again, dealing with a toe, got to do a lot of cutting. A lot of route running, stuff like that to help Mahomes out. Because the defense, I mean, let's not be so disrespectful. At the same time, you know, Sauce Gardner back there is not going to just totally just let you just get over on him. I mean, we still got some ego playing around here in the NFL. I mean, we still want to see a game, you know, on prime time. So I don't... I don't think they're going to allow Kadarius Tony to do a lot of cuts and inside out with that toe injury. So let's sit a one Kadarius Tony. Not a big fan anyways. Uh, on to Sky Moore. I would go ahead and play him. Not going to probably have a huge, huge game. But I look for him to have probably anywhere from six to seven grabs. Targeted anywhere from eight to ten. Um, that would be a huge night for him. Um, so I look for him to do a little bit of work, 
not going to blow you out of the water, but a good 12 to 15 might help us for the night. Rasheed Rice, again, you've heard me talk about him from the beginning. As the weeks progress, as time goes along, if you really have paid attention to the the, the draft uh, situation between the Kansas City Chiefs back at, in April, in May, that they were pushing for Rasheed Rice. Actually, Patrick Mahomes was uh, involved in that draft process. So again, if your name is attached to something, uh, you're not going to allow that to fail 99 times out of out of 100. So I see no different in this player situation. So as the weeks go along and as the, as he picks it up, I see Rasheed Rice being more and more involved there. Uh, Travis Kelsey, pff, need I say more? This man is on fire. Uh, fire him up. I don't care about his personal life, his situation. That is not my business. That is not the business of Fantasy Football Exchange. I could care less about that. Um, so, but yes, uh, football, fantasy wise, I'm rolling with one Mr. Travis Kelsey. And defense, I'm firing them up as well. They seem as they, they've got some life under their feet and uh, been doing very well the past few weeks. Even if that is the opponents they've been playing, they are playing the same type of opponent on the offensive side. So talking about that subject, let's move over to, to Zach Wilson. Let's go ahead and bench him. Um, shouldn't even be on a roster anyways. He should be out in the in the free agent market, waiver wire island, <laughs> selling off in the boat somewhere over in the Caribbeans. We don't even want to grab him. So uh, bench Mr. Wilson. Brees Hall, you got to fire him up. I mean, no, no. He's probably RB2 um, because we all had him thinking that he was going to be with Roger. So, yeah, he got scooped up super early in drafts. You have no options. You got to roll with Mr. Brees Hall, even with an injury he's dealing with. Garrett Wilson, I'm going to go ahead and tell you to start this man. He's got the talent. Again, this is prime time. They don't want to be embarrassed. I wouldn't want to be embarrassed. I have a lot of ego. I got a lot of pride. If you cannot tell by now, I'm very confident in myself. So if I'm, if you're going to put me on the spotlight, if I'm going to be on the shine, you damn right, I'm going to be at my 1000% level and I'm going to shine each and every time, even if I am banged up. No questions, nothing there. So roll with a Mr. Garrett Wilson. Not the same for Alan Lazard. I'm not a fan of Alan Lazard regardless, but that is not the point here. I, that's, I take the biases out when I give you my information. So if I felt Alan Lazard would be something to roll with, I would tell you to play him. But at this point, no. Do not roll with an Alan Lazard. Put him on your bench unless you're really, really hurting or if he's in your um, draft plan or your betting plan. Sorry. Then you want to think about an Alan Lazard or maybe a DFS uh, dart throw. That's cool. But other than that, I'm going to sit Mr. Alan Lazard. Same deal with Randall Cobb. Why the hell are we playing Randall Cobb? Um, slowly, they're going to get him out of there. They're going to put Gibson in, the undrafted rookie. So I'm not going to... Please do not play Randall Cobb in your lineups. Dalvin Cook, I know a lot of you are probably going to uh, play Dalvin Cook as your flex. I'm not. I'm going to tell you to sit him. 
Dalvin Cook just does not look like Dalvin Cook of the past. Um, and not just because of the playbook, I feel. I just feel like he's just not got the juice once Rodgers was removed with the injury. I just think that he just lost that feel, that hunger. He knew the team was gone. I think that the morale was, has left the building, has driven out of New Jersey. And I feel like Dalvin Cook feels it. And so I'm feeling sitting him. So let's sit Dalvin Cook this Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Conklin, got to be desperate. You got to be in a 16, probably a 14 to play uh, Conklin. I would go ahead and I would play Conklin only because, I mean, not all these players are not going to perform. I mean, they, somebody's got to help out Zach Wilson. And it, can, it might not even be Zach Wilson the entire game, guys. Okay, they did sign Simeon. So let's look for Simeon to possibly start too. If Simeon starts, a lot of these, a lot of this stuff possibly could change. I might pop in on a Saturday night, okay? Beer in hand and letting you know that things have things have kind of changed as far as some of the player landscape. Maybe Dalvin Cook does start a little bit on the flex side because we need to give Trevor Simeon a, a second to to, you know, see what he can do. He possibly could get us a, you know, because remember, they didn't do a lot of film study on this guy yet. He was with a prior team before. This is a different scheme. Remember, not everything is the same as it was prior, okay, in this situation of football. There's new coaches. There's new offensive schemes, new defensive schemes, uh, new special teams coordinators, okay? There's new presidents in the office, new GMs, all right? We got to keep all that into in, in mind, at least I do, and that's why you have me here to do that work and pay attention to those type of details, because all that plays a plays a plays a plays something in your roster or plays something for that team, because the playbook has changed and now the playbook may favor said player. All right, so let's let's give Trevor Simeon a second, possibly two weeks straight to see what he has, because the teams on the opposite side. We'll watch film, get time to uh, scheme against their opponent, and that's where you'll see the true test. But at this Sunday, if Trevor Simeon does start, it's possible that he, your your fantasy players, such as a Dalvin Cook, Garrett Wilson, even a Lazard, keep an eye out for him. Like I said, I'm not a fan of. I keep that out of. I keep the biases away on this show. Because things could change for for Lazard, not so much for Cobb. Keep him away, regardless. But Bryce, uh, Brees Hall, his his uh, draft stock could take a could take a uh, trajectory up if Trevor Simeon is doing well, because they'll focus more on the outside. So keeping that as the weeks go along, we'll we'll work that together. Again, that's why I'm here. That I will do more and more. Uh, research. I I watch all the games. I have a package where I can tune in and out. I got the red zone. Got a lot of things happening on a Sunday and a Monday. So um, leave that to me on that front. Defensive side. I am not going with the Jets. All right. All right, guys. Um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pay the bills. Um, real quickly and visit the uh, 
the part of the segment where we're gonna we're gonna sign off for a few seconds, give some give some uh, some commercial love to our uh, consumers out there. So let's start off with uh, JL Logistics. All right, let's show them some love out there. JL Logistics, if are, are you in search of a local moving company to transport your small boat pallets or maybe move you across Chicagoland? Then look no further than JL Logistics LLC today to get you handled and moved with reasonable rates and experience with customer care and a background in logistics of 20 years. Contact them today at 773-915-3491. For further details, contact them on their email, jl.freight at outlook.com today. That is JL Logistics LLC for all your needs. Thank you. All right, guys. So we're going to kick it off with uh, a three-pick parlay by DraftKings Sportsbook. That is the platform that I like to go through. I find it very user-friendly, very quick, very easy to handle. So I'm going to go ahead and, and kick you off with a three-pick parlay for the Sunday afternoon slate. First team's going to be Baltimore Ravens versus Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go ahead and we'll go with Baltimore Ravens with a plus 114 in that matchup. All right. I'm also going to go with the Miami versus Buffalo matchup. That's a plus 134. I'm taking Miami. Then we're going to go over to the Denver Broncos versus Chicago. That's a minus 162. Together, that's a plus 675. And if you put $5 in today at this moment, that's a payout of $38.75. Okay, so you're, you're pretty much making about a $33, $32 uh, and and some change profit if you put in five dollars on that three pick parlay. So you would take the Baltimore, Miami, and Denver side of things for a plus total of six seventy five. Five dollars will pay you out thirty dollars thirty eight dollars and seventy five cents. That is already there for me today. I'm gonna move over to the prop side of things. All right, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys and the Pats. All right, Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. I'm going to visit this prop bet for the for the afternoon. I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott, an anytime touchdown. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, C.D. Lamb on the other side of the ball for Dallas. I'm going to tell. I'm going to take anytime touchdown there. For the Dallas Cowboys. All right. So if we put $5 in on that Zeke anytime touchdown, guys, five bucks will pay out $17.25. All right. So you're looking at like a, a $11.75, somewhere around there, profit. Okay. If you if you take that anytime touchdown bet, and that's $5 only, guys. That's, that's a small amount to put in. 
All right. I, I sometimes I do more and I hey, I'm happy. Sometimes I'm sad. But hey, that's the that's the beauty of NFL football. Never, never as well. Never put in more than you can than you can gamble. All right, guys, that, let's gamble responsibly. I don't advocate uh, putting up the house, for, putting the house up for a bet. That's not what we're about here. We're about quick fun, uh, something small. Uh, entertaining, maybe against you and your spouse. I love to do stuff like that with me and my lady. Uh, we'll put side bets in, okay, five buck bets, uh, something that we can both look back on and brag about for the week. Maybe I have to do the dishes or maybe do something that oddly I wouldn't do, uh, vice versa with her. Um, but she never <laughs> carries out those bets. I end up still uh, completing them. So that's fine too, but it's all, it's all in fun guys. It's all small bets and nothing, nothing to get you rich. That's not what we're about here. We're just about information and something to look forward to, to kind of compare and gauge the statistics and look and see how correct we were or how incorrect we were in picking some of this stuff. So again, uh, five hours will get you 1725 payout for Zeke. Uh, five hours for CD Lamb uh, for the anytime touchdown. You put five bucks in, it'll pay out eleven twenty-five. Um, so not so much payout there, but still something something to look at and and, and double your money uh, on that CD Lamb because they're expecting it to happen more than they are the Zeke touchdown, obviously. So that's why the payout is different, guys. If you're new to the whole sports betting uh, landscape, just visit, play around with it, check out the app. Uh, they do not pay me to, uh, advertise for them. They do not pay me to review them. I am just doing it because I enjoy using their platform. I've given others a try. You know, I've tried out the FanDuel's. I've tried out the MGM bets. I've tried out the Caesars reward. I've tried out everything guys. I do. I, I, I like to see what they offer promotional wise but it always drives me right back to DraftKings Sportsbook because it's so simple. And plus, I, I play with a lot of my buddies. We have reoccurring contests every in each and every week. Five to ten. Uh, five to ten players join. We all put in our DFS lineups. And so I enjoy DraftKings Fantasy as well. Um, the two different ones, if you're looking on the App Store, the black one, Background would be the fantasy, the DFS version, the DraftKings, DraftKings uh, Fantasy Daily. Uh, that can be played each and every location that you are at, where uh, you are located today. Um, opposite the green app, which is the DraftKings Sportsbook. There's only a few states at this moment. I don't have that quite in front of me. I don't like again, they don't pay me for this. I am I am in their draft stock, DraftKings stock, but again they don't pay me for that. That's my own personal situation there. But I but again I see big things for that company. So again guys, visit DraftKings, play around with it, put in five bucks. You know you can put in like a. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I've done at the beginning of the season a ten pick parlay and I put in fifty cents. Okay. 50 cents and I never win it obviously because it's like that's a crap shoot but hey 50 cents what platform is gonna where can you go in America in a casino and go put 50 cents in 
or do you want to drive to a casino? Let's put it that way. I'm sure you could probably. Casinos allow each and everything, I'm sure, to bet. So I'll take that back. But who the hell wants to drive to a casino at this point when you could just hop on your phone and boom, 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 and put in 50 cents? So again, guys, uh, don't pay me for it. They, I'm not a part of their paid promotions or anything like that. I just, again, it's very easy to use. So please visit that today. For a bold prediction... For this Sunday, I'm actually going to visit this again. It's like I keep taking myself right back to the Chicago Bears. Um, bold prediction will be Justin Fields is going to rush in a touchdown. And he's also going to throw a touchdown. And let's say he throws a touchdown. Let's, let's be really bold. Live on the air. Uh, not part of my notes here. I'm just going to go, yes, with the rush and the throw. But let's make it juicy, guys. Let's let's make it really let's let's make it really really about that life and smoke, right? Let's 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 make it uh, let's guess it this way. He not only rushes a touchdown in, he throws the touchdown to DJ Moore. All right, so I'm gonna say he throws a touchdown to DJ Moore. That'll be his touchdown throw. Okay, besides running one in, uh, that would be a big day as a Chicago Bears fan. Um, I would love to see the Bears give a little bit more effort on that front, right? Because we all know that we all want to see our teams win on any given Sunday uh, against any team. And this should be, this is equally as bad of a team, guys. Denver Broncos are not that good either, all right? They're not just blowing people out of the water themselves. They're, they're struggling also. So this should be a, a matchup game between each other that... Uh, I still see the Denver Broncos winning this game, but I could also see the Bears kind of waking themselves up and kind of showing a little toughness out there to us Chicago, our Chicagoans out there and all around the country who happen to be a Chicago Bears fan. Maybe you're in Texas today and moved from the Illinois area and you happen to be a Bears fan. Well, I'm happy to be a part of your day as well and bring you some of the uh, Chicago Bears news notes um, that they may be going through at the at any time during the week or through the season. So thank you again, guys, for making me a part of your day. It was great to be here. Uh, I, I enjoy doing this again for you guys. It's great. Um, so again, um, join me uh, on Monday, possibly Sunday. I'll pop in just to surprise you on my Instagram. Again, visit me on my Instagram, on my Twitter. You'll always see me throwing up something on my storyline um, having to do with fantasy football. So visit me there. Also on my LinkedIn, you can visit me there. Pretty soon there will be a website that all this can be accessed at. Um, and you can visit me strictly there. And you can actually get my iPod or my podcast um through that and make it a whole lot more easier to navigate to. So again, guys, enjoy the Sunday slates. Enjoy the Sunday games. Uh, I am your host, John Landon, uh, signing off for Fantasy Football Exchange. You guys have a great one.